the college football experience, Iowa Hawkeyes season preview on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk free bet up to five hundred dollars. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by Underdog. Make sure you head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a free twenty-five dollars. Yes, you can use the uh, free twenty-five dollars to enter their Best Ball Mania Two. First place in Best Ball Mania Two gets a million dollars. That's right. Sign up now for a free shot at a million dollars. Drafts are happening constantly, and it's not just NFL. They also have NBA, MLB, and more. UnderdogFantasy.com promo code SGPN for your chance to win a million dollars. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Brian Bosworth, aka The Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. Yes. Woo-wee. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Iowa Hawkeyes season preview. My name is Colby swinging database Dan, AKA pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. And I'm joined by my co-host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing wheeling and dealing Patty C in the place to be. Hi. How are you, buddy? Let's are we are we talking? I did you bring your hard hat? <laughs> did you bring your to. lunch pail? You're gonna need you when you're talking about these that. guys. Yes. I mean, uh just this is the Iowa Hawkeyes. This is uh this is a uh, in a way I consider it like a blue blood in a way. Well, like for blue collar, a blue collar, blue blood. Yes. Like this is, this is just uh as far as uh, you know, establishing a blue collar identity and, and keeping it that way for what seems like eternity. They are certainly on a short list as far as the most blue collar teams in college football. Yeah. And, and you know what? Give, give me, I got to get the Dundee music going here because I mean, there's a plenty of room. If you're an Iowa fan to be excited for the season, this is the Iowa Hawkeyes. Hayden Fry built this thing. Kirk Ferentz has continued with that legacy of this team being a winner year in year out. Ask Ohio state how it was the last time they went to Iowa city. I believe Michigan, the same thing. Yep. And I believe Penn State will find out this year. We'll get to that, Patty C. But the Hawkeyes, I mean, I don't know that you can make a, uh, a you know, find a, a more blue collar team in America, Patty C, year in, year out, than what Kirk Ferentz does in Iowa City. I mean, I, I want to start off by saying this. I Every year, I release what I think is the top. 130 coaches in order. Now it's it obviously I do an article over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com and 
there's a bunch of new coaches. So it's really hard. I put them last normally because if they haven't coached, then I have a really hard time of gauging. I try to guess, but I, uh, throughout the top 20 to 30 to 50, really it's, it's coaches that have been coaching for a long time. Actually probably the top like 90, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, maybe a one, a first year coach, maybe someone gets, can sneak up into that group. But when I, when I preview this, I got a lot of flack on Twitter for having Kirk Ferentz as a top 10 coach. And I just, I don't think people appreciate what he has done. You look at, I'll what tell you what, I, it, it confused me. Why uh, I've heard other people give him credit too, but it's, it's a, uh, usually it's football heads that are willing to give him credit. Like one of my old uh, coaches that I used to work with was like, yo, Kirk, Kirk Ferentz is a great coach kind of under my radar, you know, but I just didn't realize what it was that he was doing. So what are some of the things he does? Well, I just want to say that, uh, well, he's been the head coach there since 99. He took over a bad program. There were three and eight the year before he got there. He went one and 10 and three and nine, his first two years. But ever since then he has had only one losing season. And that was uh, no. Okay. Two losing seasons, but one of them was a bowl loss. Gotcha. Right. I mean, let me rattle off these years after year two, seven and five, 11 and two, 10 and three, 10 and two, seven and five, six and seven, six and six, nine and four, 11 and two, eight and five, seven and six. Now here comes the one lemon four and eight after that eight and five, seven and six, 12 and two, eight and five, eight and five, nine and four, 10 and three, six and two last year. Patty C how the fuck do people Hate on that. Yeah, I mean the floor is pretty darn high. The floor most year is is like s- seven wins. The floor is bowling, obviously, and like the ceiling is a Rose Bowl berth. You so, know, but listen or to this. At least a New Year's Six berth. They have been bowl eligible every single year since two thousand one, except one year. One year. Yeah. What? That's unbelievable. I mean, I, I guarantee you this. I guarantee you, if you put some of the coaches like a Lincoln Riley, like I, I would firmly believe Nick Saban. Yeah. I think you put them there. They would not be able to do that. They yeah. would not be able to do that. Replicate that. They would not be able to do that year in year out. Yeah. Yes. Would they have some great years? Sure. But so has Kirk, Kirk Ferentz. Yeah. I mean, I mean, count, what is this? Three, five, six double digit win seasons last year probably would have been seven. Had they had more than an eight game season? Cause yeah. they were six and two and they lost both their games out the gate by a combined what? Four points or well, five points. I, I looked over the last three seasons. They've lost a total of nine games by a total of 42 points. So those nine losses are by an average of 4.6 points per game. When they lose, it's close. And when they win, they often blow teams out. Yeah. Like they are very close. Well, I mean, you want to talk about with expanding to a 12 team playoff yeah. and having to come to Kinnick, which I think is one of the hardest places to win in America. Yeah. If they can put themselves in the, uh, I guarantee you, I don't care if you're the Georgia Bulldogs. I don't range. care if you're the Texas Longhorns or the Oklahoma Sooners. You got to come into Iowa city. That's true. Where they have that awesome shit where they wave to the kids at the hospital. And it's probably cold as hell. Oh man. And windy. There's no way. There's no way. Like this is one where uh, get, let's get rid of these shit ass bowl games yeah. and, and let's have it where these teams got to come up and get rid of that big 10 championship in the dome. It makes me want to cry. Think of big 10 football. The last place you should play a game that means the most is in a dome. Patty C. Yeah. Play yeah. that thing at Soldier Field. Play it outside. Come on. Or they just Lambeau. want Ohio State to have the best. They should chance. just rotate between Soldier Lambeau. Lambeau and the Brown Stadium. 
That'd be amazing. And the Bengals. You could do all four. Yeah. I, I wouldn't complain. <sighs> just can I be commissioner of college football? But <laughs> seriously, what I mean, a lot of people hated on me for that. Yeah, I mean, and here's the thing, it's like to have him that high when you're thinking, okay, he hasn't, you know, come he hasn't made the playoffs yet. They haven't like you know, I got news for you. Fans. The championship they game. wouldn't have put you in the playoffs, even if you were undefeated. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> no, if you had one loss, actually undefeated, they would have put you in. Yeah, they would have had to. one loss. One loss, they, they find probably would have. They probably would have made sure you weren't in. Uh, I agree with that. Um, but when I really looked at the recruiting rankings, what I did was I did a statistical analysis of uh, where a team finished in the recruiting rankings and where they finished in the, I guess, FPI or whatever or their their wins, their total wins. I think I did, and I, I compared it and. Uh, the recruiting ranking difference between that and the number of wins, Kirk Ferentz was very high on that list. Pat Fitzgerald, number one, Kirk Ferentz was about number six, almost exactly where you had him on your list. As far as and I had Pat Fitzgerald, number one, and everyone said, how could I have him over Saban? My argument was very simple. Yeah, he's recruiting I think Saban's at, great, but yeah. he put Saban at Northwestern. We saw Saban at Michigan state. He never grabbed a 10 win season. He never got up a, a share or, or played for the, I mean, they didn't have the big 10 championship there, but they weren't even sniffing that if, yeah. you know, Fitzgerald has won the Big Ten West twice in the past three years. I don't want to, this isn't a, a Northwestern pod. Belabor, but but yes, they're yeah. they're of a similar ilk. Uh, Iowa though, starting to as of last year, finally turned the corner in recruiting. And they're not a terrible recruiting team since 2017, 41, 39, 41, 35, but then last year, 24. Mm. Does Iowa, if they can creep up into the twenties on a consistent basis with that level well, of player with, development? Yeah, I'm about to say the the they develop players. I think maybe better than anyone in the country. Yeah, I mean, and in several positions too. Yeah, offensive line, defensive line, tight end. They are like tight end you. Yeah, they're right up there. They're back to the days backs. of fucking Marv Cook. They're tight end you. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, you wouldn't think a team would uh, that's so grounded and pound oriented would develop defensive backs at such a great rate, but they do. Yeah, and how about you want you want a stat for you? In the last six years, Iowa is fifty-one and six when it when it rushes for a hundred yards. Fifty-one and six. That's uh, two and fifteen when they don't rush for a hundred yards. Wow! In the past, how many years? Six. Six years. Okay. So, so they rush for a hundred yards, you're going to lose. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. That seems to be the cutoff point. And and I mean, speaking of that, they got a stud running back this year, Tyler Goodson. And and really, let's let's get into these offensive numbers because uh, I see they lose a lot, but I'm not as freaked out as most, right? Because six starters back on offense, Spencer Petrus, right? Yeah. Okay, his first two starts were rocky. Lost both of those. Numbers weren't amazing, but they lost both of them by very very small margins. Yeah. Uh, the last six games, Patty C, he was only picked off twice. Ended up his completion percentage being fifty nine percent. I think as long as he can throw this thing a little bit better, yeah, that's going to have to come up if they're going to win. I think he will, and I think the O line originally, if if you just look and say, oh, they only returned, it's three starters on the O line, and they have maybe the best center in in the Big Ten. Yeah, and they have two tackles that are proven. Now they are moving Jack Plum to to left tackle. Um. But I think they're in a good spot on the offensive line. They just reload this off. This team knows how to coach offensive and defensive line. Yeah, it's not reloading with a hot shot freshman. It's reloading with a, a dude who's been there for four years and is that's what finally I'm saying. starting. I, now, I, and then they have one of the best tight ends in the country in Sam Laporta. Yeah. Speak of the devil, their tight end. I don't know who the fuck their tight end coach is, but every year 
they put players into the pros. I I saw a stat recently where they're like Dallas well, Clark to to whoever. I mean, they just always have stud tight ends. Yeah. Right. Uh, I, I hit on Tyler Goodson. I think he's a good back, and I think he's actually probably better than they traditionally have at the running back spot. Right. Yeah. The real question mark are, are the wide receivers here, but Tyrone Tracy has shown flashes. They got a guy Nico Reggiani. Here you go. I just got yeah. the stat pulled up. I saw this one on Twitter the other day, and here it is. Most tight ends drafted since 2000. Miami is number one, surprisingly, with 12. But then Iowa and Notre Dame tied at number two with 11 tight ends drafted yeah. since 2000. Cranking them out. And if you go back further, I, I think I would probably beat Miami. But uh, the wide receiver spot, little question marks. But keep an eye on Keegan Johnson. This guy was uh, the high school player of the year in Nebraska, Patty C. Four star recruit. Bringing him in, mixing him in with Tracy and. Rangiani, if I'm pronouncing well, that correctly, hurt the, the old folks from Nebraska have an Iowa steal yes. their best player. And you got to love this Patty. See when you break down these teams, they give you a projected lineup wherever you go. Yeah. We're breaking down 130 teams on the college football experience. Subscribe, tell a friend, but they're one of the only that still have the fullback. <laughs> you gotta love it. Gotta love it. Got a, a fullback Monte Pottenbaum. What, oh, the, could you have picked a more fullback name? <laughs> um, I love it. I love the fact they still have a fullback. Now uh, they were the 40th scoring offense a season ago, 58th running the ball, 97th passing the ball, 87th overall. But this is my point. I believe the passing attack is going to be better. And I think even the run game could be better. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely room for improvement on the offensive side of the ball with Goodson coming back and making big strides. Quarterback just having another starting year. Sure. And, and, and the getting your tight end back and uh, the other receivers, maybe a little bit of a question mark, but I just feel like it's, it's gotta be better than it was passing. Yeah, anytime yeah. you have a returning quarterback, you're yeah. much more likely to succeed, you know, and, uh, and you get spring ball. They didn't have spring ball last yeah. year for him. They were thrown to the wolves in a way. Yeah, true. Um, and a traditional pro style system, it can be somewhat intricate at times. And so experience and getting reps on the field during the game, it, it shows up, you know, later on. Okay. Now let's hit on the, the defensive side of the ball. They're bringing back seven. They had the sixth best scoring co- defense in the country, which I know you hit on earlier. 10th in the nation against the run 34th against the pass eighth overall in yardage. Uh, this defense is always awesome. And here's the best thing. They, there's only one weakness and that's the D line. And guess what? They probably do the best coaching wise coach of the D line. Yes. And they, they return once just one start on the defensive uh, line. Zach, Van Valkenburg, who was second team all big tennis season ago. He's a super senior and he's coming back. Um, you gotta like that. They also bring two of three back in the, in the linebacking <laughs> core and they returned their entire secondary and led by cornerback, Matt Hankins, who was also a super senior Patty C. Why do I read this? And I say, this team is going to be really good. Well, a you're a student of history and then B you're able to read the tea leaves when you compare this nice little roster here with a pretty favorable schedule, which I'm sure we'll get to. I do want to say to, I don't think we put this stat. I think we talked a little pre podcast, but the uh, Iowa stats defensively of over a four year period scoring defense, 18th in 2017 uh, follow or 2018 rather followed by um, 11th fifth and then sixth last year. So they're a perennial top 10 defense uh, I expect the same thing to continue. And if you have a running back that can pound the ball and a quarterback that can operate the offense and limit the turnovers, only two interceptions, the final six games of the season. Yeah. I mean, that's really what happens for Iowa is like when they have a, an experienced quarterback, 
they win the close games, right? And then they have one of those 12 and two seasons and, and good special teams, you know, yeah. does sound coaching. Now I'll say this. They normally reach 30 sacks every year. I think that's the thing they, uh, they got to do this year. They, they had 22 sacks in eight games last season. So they would definitely have got pr- probably 30 with four more. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible, right? This is a this is a fine-tuned machine. This is why college football is great, is because look, you can have all the storylines with your top talents of Clemson and Alabama and Georgia. It doesn't interest me as much as watching a team like Iowa. Yeah. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Like I like seeing the development. I like knowing that when Ohio State comes in there and they're more talented at every single position and they lose by 40. Yeah. Or whatever it was the last time they played in Iowa City. Yeah. It's always fun to watch uh watch that upset happen. There's um, something about the decapitated blowjobs in the fields that just <laughs> that just speak volumes. You That's know? right, guys. Do yourselves a favor and go watch the first five minutes of the movie High Tension, and you will understand that reference. <laughs> Where can they find that? Movie? <laughs> decapitated blowjobs happen in cornfields, apparently. Or you can watch Children's of the of the Corn. Yeah, it's right? kind of a similar vibe there. Um, let's get to it here, Patty C. I mean, I I just think I mean eight and a half is the win total, and I'll be honest. Blindly, I thought, no, they're going to go seven and five, eight and four without looking at the roster. Yeah. Without there, they're, I guarantee you this, they're going to make a bowl, but you're not gonna be able to win money on that. You got to be on one side of this thing. And right. I'll be honest, when you see they don't draw Ohio state or Michigan. Yep. They it, do get Penn state, but they division. get them in Iowa city. So let's yeah. go through this. They do have a tough back to back stretch. Cause you got arguably the top two teams. They're definitely going to take an L in but they also stretch. get a bye week coming into one of those That's true. Um, out the gate. I mean, it's a hard schedule. They don't have any FCSs. They, they, they are they the opposite of an, of a traditional ACC or sec team. Yeah. Oh, two of these games are very winnable. Um, but, um, non-conference schedule in general with a road trip to Iowa state, which we'll get to in a second. Well, I think there's a decent shot that all three of their uh, out of conference opponents are bowling. Yeah. Uh, out the gate, they get the Indiana Hoosiers. We just did the Indiana podcast. We have Iowa winning that one. Yeah. So one and L Matt Campbell's never beaten Iowa mm. and it's, he's came mighty close a couple times. Yeah. We're under the, I don't know where Week you are two at in Ames. Yeah, I'm under the opinion Iowa State finally gets this done. I do, but I, this is like 51 percent to 49. Yeah. This is a 24 to 22 game. Yeah, let me let me pull up the more, more recent games here. Uh, last three <laughs> years, 44, 41 in overtime, 13 to three, and then 18 to 17 last year. <laughs> They're playing each. I mean, before that, if we go back to two, 2011, 44, 41 in triple overtime, nine to six. 27 to 21, <laughs> 20 to 17. These are fun. Yeah. These are fun, they, man. These just go at each yeah. other. Uh, but Iowa does keep finding a way to win close. So. That, that last one was like an eight hour delay. I think I it ruined Iowa state's momentum. I honestly believe that there you was like lightning won. delays. Yeah. It took like 12 hours to finish this game, <laughs> but you know, I guess gun to my head, give me Iowa state, the preseason hype, but I still think this is a very winnable game. Absolutely. Would yeah. not shock me at all. If Kirk Ferentz is sitting there two and oh, yeah, it's very possible. I I guess we we're on uh, Iowa state's, you know, fan fanboys for Iowa. State. I mean, I love both yeah. universities. Yeah. Gotta love both yeah. universities. Oh, uh, I know that sounds horrible on an Iowa podcast. They're like, this, this idiot loves both of them. 
<laughs> um, we're not from the state. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Kent state week three, the golden flash is Sean Lewis doing a great job there. I think they're going to be able to, to it's going to be interesting trying to watch that offense go against this, this stout of a defense. So I'm going to give, I, I was going to win this. All right. Yeah. They're going to be too physical for Kent state. Now I am very intrigued by Steve Adazio. Cause if there's ever a perfect matchup, uh, Steve Adazio's yeah. Colorado State team, who Steve Adazio loves to coach the O line and D line. That's true. This is a you're just playing. Into sign his, me up for yeah. watching this. <laughs> sign me up for this. Seventeen fourteen. This is a seventeen fourteen score. Uh, a total of one hundred thirty five rushes in this game. <laughs> <laughs> the game's gonna last twenty seven minutes. Right. right? Uh, this is a win for Iowa, but I mean, tread lightly because I think the fact that they're mirror images. It's like when you see them play Wisconsin or something. I understand Colorado state's probably far behind both those programs, but not that far. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel, I think Iowa is significantly ahead of, I, I agree. I agree, but it just wouldn't shock me. It would not shock me if this was a game. Yeah. I, 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 I would anticipate Iowa state, Iowa winning by what, what would you think the spread on this game would be? Oh, if I was setting the line, I would put it at double digits. I would say like Iowa minus 10, at least put yeah. it like 17. Okay. But in reality, yeah. I think this is a, a 17 Taylor made for a Dazio style 17, 13. Yeah. Iowa gets the win. <laughs> it could be <laughs> a Dazio's poor special teams will be what's what, the, they're, they're at one point. They're going to, they're going to look like they're going to win the game. And I was going to block a punt for a touchdown or something. There you go. Um, so three and one out the gate, potentially four now. Yep. Right at Maryland. I'm, I'm not taking Maryland. No. Yes. They so uh, four, four and one. That's a nice little cross division draw for them too, Maryland. Yeah. On a Friday night, national t- TV, then they're home to Penn state and, and look, Penn state, they're not going to come in to Kinnick and get this dub. Yeah. They played at Penn state Penn last State's year, got Indiana the week before they, that's a revenge game for the Nittany lions. And they might have a little let down. I'm on the Hawkeyes. Here. Hawkeyes won by 20 last year in state college, 41 to 21. I was winning this. Yeah. So I mean, we're, we're potentially potentially they could be undefeated right now if they can get past Iowa State. Yeah, they're they're sitting on a great season. They're home to Purdue, who did beat them last year in Week One with that quarterback's first start. Revenge factor. Yes, but uh, I'm on Iowa here in Kinnick. Yeah, so we we have them six, six and one at this point. In the six season. and one. They get a bye week before going at Wisconsin. Graham Mertz has got this new design with this new company. You telling me Kirk Ferentz isn't showing that to his defense for two weeks. Oh yeah. He branded this, this. prima donna yeah. <laughs> taking advantage of the NIL. <laughs> and that's another thing, the transfer portal. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Ferentz apparently doesn't believe in the transfer portal <laughs> because I, I bring up for all these teams, the transfer portal. Yeah. He didn't bring in anybody. Yeah. Well, he brought in zero players. I, I mean, right? that's the thing about like when you're trying to like evaluate a roster based on talent and you just look at the number of stars they have coming in. I think Ferentz, the stars going out is higher than it is going in because like you say, he develops them. So three years in uh Kirk Ferentz's system, you go from a three star to a four star. So getting a four star uh, transfer, isn't that big of a deal. Yeah. Plus all the experience <laughs> yeah. in yeah. the system. Well said, well said. Uh, what do you, what do you think of this Wisconsin game? They beat Wisconsin 28 to seven a season ago. Uh, that was in Kinnick though. This one's in Madison, but they get a week. They get a week to uh, prepare here. A week prior, Wisconsin coming off a road trip to Purdue. I don't think that will necessarily throw them off their game. This is a ball game. This is this, this is, is a ball this game. Is, this is fourteen thirteen. But Wisconsin, <laughs> sign me up for this one. Wisconsin last year, they had a little bit of a tough year with Mertz. What are they at four and three 
mm-hmm. you know, and uh, this was their worst loss last year. Like you said, 28, seven. So I got to go Iowa, right? Iowa again. <laughs> it's yeah. a close game though. Yeah. You know, I mean, the fact that game. it's in camp Randall makes it a, a tough one. I'm going to say this, the the following week they're at Northwestern. I'm going to say they go one and one they, in the yeah, stretch. Yeah. They will lose one of those two almost guaranteed based yeah. on their history. So that would put them at two losses. They're home to Minnesota. Patty say, I got news for you. I think Minnesota is going to lose there, but this one once again, should be a close game. Yeah. 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 I mean, Minnesota has the firepower they, too. They, they beat Minnesota last year. No, this one should be an asterisk next to it because Minnesota was playing without like 30 players, but they won 35, seven in, <sighs> in, in Minneapolis. Yeah. Let me look at a couple of previous seasons. Two years ago, they won 23, 19, Three years ago, they won forty-eight thirty-one, but that was before uh, Fleck Fleck yeah. had gotten that thing started. So I do anticipate another close game. I still say in Kinnick, you got to give it to him. Yeah, man. yeah, I agree. Then they get uh, Bielma, which is another one kind of like uh, Adazio. Yeah, <laughs> I love Big Ten football. I mean, I know Adazio is in the Big Twelve or uh, yeah, Mount West, but he fits in. Colorado. Yeah. They should add Colorado State. Yeah, right. They yeah. already have Nebraska. That'd be a great right? fit too. Yeah, no, it's, it's contiguous. Uh. uh uh, Illinois is not winning that they're not, but we were looking at their rivalries earlier and we were stunned to see that Illinois has the all time lead in this rivalry, 38 to 36. So, uh, Iowa knocking on the door of taking them the lead there. And this w- will be a, a step closer, I think. And final game of the season, which I think could be one of the more interesting ones is at Nebraska. Patty C. <sighs> now Nebraska has been the last time they played closer. at Nebraska 2019 it was 27, 24. Now Iowa got that win, but 27, 24 Martinez is a little bit older. Where are you going here? Patty C. Oh, I mean, I just think Iowa is significantly out in front of where Nebraska is. Um, they, they did not, oh, they did play last year. It was uh 28, 26 in Kinnick. Yeah. These games are, these games are close. And so Nebraska, five points between the past two games. Yeah. Nebraska was three and five. Their wins came over a beleaguered Penn state a shitty uh, Purdue and a pretty terrible Rutgers team. So I don't think Nebraska is anywhere close to where Iowa is right now. Although the scoreboard would, t- would say I'm going to take Nebraska. Yeah. Even on the road though. Gosh, call on for an upset, but nine and three. Yep. <coughs> so I'm on the over it's eight, eight and a half. Yeah. That's tough. That's tough. But I do think that they, uh, they should hit it. Kirk Ferentz is 65 years old. Patty C. He seems like he's been Can he 65 do another 10? Can he for do another like 10? 20 years. Uh, yeah, he could. I hope he's he the longest tenured uh, coaching by one day over Gary Patterson. That's amazing. Um, guys, I, I am, I'm uh look, I'm on the over, but I'm not too much on the over. I mean, what, it, <laughs> how, what do you think? What do you think here? Does this, this isn't a lock because well, then again, if they beat Iowa state week two, they're going to hammer that over. <laughs> yeah. Cause I have them losing to Nebraska. They could easily win that. They got to get to nine. We're figuring they beat Penn. I mean, we're the going to beat Penn State. We're the tough ones at Iowa State, hosting Penn State at Wisconsin and at Northwestern back-to-back weeks. And then maybe you make the case for the Nebraska game. And maybe Minnesota could bite them. But this team's hitting the over. Yeah, I think they are getting a nine because I, I think. Uh, what do you think their their legit t- two hardest games on the schedule are at Iowa, Iowa State or at Iowa State and Wisconsin and at Wisconsin. I think like I literally think they they're going to beat Penn State. I don't I don't hesitate very long yeah. on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then at Northwestern could be tricky. Yeah, 
That's really where it is. They lost by one last year to Northwestern. To Northwestern. Pat Fitzgerald's getting this is a this is a slug fest. Uh <laughs> this is great. I th- I think they get it. God I think, bless college football. I mean, let me take a look real quick at uh Ference's seasons. The last few eight and five, eight and five, nine and four, ten and three, and then six and two. Like, I guess he could go under, but I mean, I, this is they're they're expecting. He'll go under if Indiana beats him week one, because if they start out zero and two, then yeah, they're, then they're, then you're under. They're not hitting it. Yeah. But I think they're going to beat Indiana week one. I do too. I think they're they're up for like a maybe a ten win season this year. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, give me another ten years of Kirk Ferentz football. Well, the last time they had a full season, they went ten and three. So not that crazy. If if, uh, if for some reason they go to move on from Ferentz, yeah, which would be outrageous. Yeah, he's got to go back to UConn. Where he played linebacker in the seventies. All right, that would be amazing. <laughs> Give some tough foot. I know Edsel's been trying to do it, but it's not working the second time around. Uh, as we noticed, uh, Brian Ferentz, thirty-eight years old. Uh, Keep it in the Ferentz. Look, another ten years for Kirk. Yeah. Then at forty-eight years old, hand it off to Brian. Yeah, he's ready. And we'll do a solid. If that that'll be uh, what two thousand thirty-one. So that'll be, then he can handle it for the next 25 years and you'll have like 60 years of Ferentz football. Do you think Brian Ferentz should go out and do the Shane Beamer thing and go away from home for a little bit and get some reps? Or is it better if they just stay in house? That's who UConn should hire. Who's that? Brian Ferentz. Brian Ferentz. Yes. That would be great. <laughs> That's the one. Well, he, uh, <laughs> he, he did uh, the new England Patriots uh, early in his coaching career. That's the only other stop on his uh, co- coaching resume other than Iowa. Where was he born? He was what, born what, in Iowa city. What year? 83 greatest year ever. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to say his dad was at from 74 to 76, but they want to hire royalty. Come on now do it. All right, Patty. So you're on the over. I'm on the over. No, we wanted to say this about uh Ferris too. His, his coaching background his stops, Pitt, <laughs> Maine, <laughs> Cleveland Browns, and the Baltimore Ravens. Before I, all that dude does is go to defensive stalwart teams. <laughs> so it is very much yes. in the blood. Yes, I mean four-time Big Ten Coach of the Year, AP College Football Coach of the Year, Eddie Brown. I mean, this guy's. Are you kidding me? People saying that they're not happy with me putting him as a top ten coach. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Is there any way with this schedule that they could pop off and? Dude, you let them go two and zero, oh, they could run the table. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, they could have a twelve. They could have an eleven one season if they start out two and zero. Oh. They could. I mean, if they if they start out two and zero, oh, then you figure that they should be favored until they're seven and zero oh, with a bye week going into a road game against Wisconsin. Wisconsin at that point, I still think they're going one and one through that stretch. Yeah, but. If you're Iowa and you're one and one and you win the Big Ten, I know we just said they'll probably find a way to fuck them, and they probably will. If Clemson's uh, a one loss or undefeated champion, if there are two SEC teams, then the narrow windows narrow. There's yeah. Oklahoma, there's Oregon that could be yeah. one loss. Ohio State. They'll find yeah. a way maybe yeah. to screw Iowa out of a playoff spot. That's why we're glad this thing's expanding. Yeah, that's and dude, a home game in Kinnick. Yeah, come on. I was just looking at up. his uh, his coaching career. I believe he would have had three home games, no, four home games in Kinnick, uh, based on his uh, AP postseason final uh, oh, rankings. See, it's such a shame. Like, we got to fix this thing. Four in twenty years, four times in twenty years, <laughs> I was hosting a uh, yes playoff game. So I would go to all of them. Hell yeah! yeah if there's a th- th- two years from now, I'm gonna mi- I'm gonna state this. They finish in the top ten and have a home game. I'm going there. 
All right. There it is. You better start thinking about yours. There guys. it is. Uh, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe. We handicap every single uh, uh, division one college football <laughs> game, essentially. Uh, and college basketball. Yep. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, subscribe to the college basketball experience, by the way, because look, the Hawkeyes, yes, Garza's gone. Sure, you know, probably wanted a better end of your season, but I think you're going to be back dancing. We just dropped the Big Ten preview on the college basketball experience. Subscribe, tell a friend. But like I said, we're breaking down all 130 teams on the college football experience. We talk college football and college basketball year round on both of our feeds. But me, Patty C, NC Nick have been over 500 handicapping every single game for the past four years in Division One football and basketball. And that's each and every year. That's not as a collective, but obviously as a collective, that fits too. Uh, we're also way over 500 on our locks. We give you all of that on a spreadsheet on the SGPN app. So just download the SGPN app. It'll be right there under picks. You can also check out our podcast and all of our articles and also tons of thousands of dollars that we give away. Uh, you're going to need the app anyway. So you might as well download it to submit in those things. And yeah, imagine going to a place where it was like, Hey, here's an investment that has proven track record of success for four years. Yeah. And three different, you know, people giving you this and then not taking it. Idiots. Guys, it's free <laughs> money. I love you guys though. Uh, and look, it, it, we don't charge for picks. We won't charge for picks. If you can just download the SGPN app, take a screenshot of, I'm sorry, download the, the, the app, then leave a five-star review, say some nice things about us, then take a screenshot, find me on Twitter at the Colby D. Um, you show me that screenshot. I'll send you a college experience t-shirt. It's that simple. Perfect to go with your tailgating at Kinnick. All right. Perfect. Um, um, give me a follow as well at the Colby D Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And uh, make sure you follow the college football experience on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. And also the sports gambling podcast network is on Twitter at the SGP network. Give all of them a follow. Check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. This is the college football experience. Iowa Hawkeye style. You need to start thinking about yours and we out.